O'Brien. Chief, this is Bosch. Look, I can't keep a lid on this any longer. You've got to. You don't understand. I can't. No. Chief. You don't understand. It's not my decision. I know that, but... Well, if you know that, then you know there's nothing I can do about it. You've got your orders, Bosch. Now carry them out. Hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. This is Wait, You Haven't Seen? It's a show where we talk about movies and specifically, we talk about a movie at least one of us has never seen before. I'm your host, Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis, and this is episode number 237. We are continuing the October takeover of the show by the Gore Podcast, and this week we watched Chud from 1984. Uh, Now, of the four of us, I think only one of us had ever seen it before. So we're going to start with the one who had, and that is Faye. How you doing, Faye? I'm doing all right. Just winding down from the weekend. <laughs> and uh, also with us, we have the Wicked Kitten, Monica. That's me. Hi, I'm Wicked. <laughs> it is. And I'm evil. And, and, yes, very much so. And finally, we have Dread. How you doing, Dread? Well, hello. I'm doing well. Thank you. Excellent. All right. So, Faye, you had seen this movie before, uh, but the rest of us had not. 1984 film, Chud, uh, short or uh, an acronym for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. Uh, when yeah. what, what is your history with this? When did you see it? Uh, just a couple of years ago. It's just one of those ones I came across and going, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. Let's watch it now. And watched it. <laughs> this is a nice short story. Um, it, it is one of those movies I'd heard about forever. And you always see the name. And I never just got around to watching it. How about, uh, Wicked, how about you? Was this one that you were familiar with and just kind of never got to? Have you been wanting to see it? Um, I had heard of it. I've known of it for a very long time. Um, I think it falls into that realm of, I think I knew it was kind of like body horror kind of movie. And so maybe that's why I stayed away from it, but, um, okay. it, it lived in infamy basically, especially <laughs> the second one. We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, Dredd, how about you? What was your history with Chud? How familiar with it, uh, are you, or were you? Uh, I'm pretty sure I knew the title from something. Don't ask me where from or what. Uh, and seen it, well, a couple of hours ago. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I had heard of this one. Like, I'd seen the the box for it at the video store. And I remember hearing about it. For whatever reason, and I don't know why I had it in my head, it felt like this was one of those, like, the video nasties of the 1980s, one of those that was banned in a bunch of countries or something for whatever reason. And I think it's because cannibalistic humanoid. And so seeing Mm -hmm. that word on there made me kind of associate with that. And it's really not. Um, This is a lot closer. It's not quite like a chopping mall campy movie, Um, (laughs) but it's more along the lines of that than it is something like a cannibal Holocaust or, one of those banned in whatever countries, you know, type movies. Because this is a small budget, um, 
but it's not, there's no camp to it at all, which I, I guess I sort of figured it was either going to be like, I, I, I kind of felt like it was going to be like that. I don't know. Wicked. What about you? Cause you, um, you know, having kind of like, just like me had heard of it. Did you think it was going to fit more into that? Uh, you had an idea in your head of it being more body horror. Yeah. Cause I knew there was, well, you know, mutiny mutations mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, and I knew there was some kind of a monster. I didn't know the exact detail of it, but watching it, it, uh, it reminded me of, and I don't know if I, I feel like Faye has probably watched it, but street trash. Has anyone seen that movie? It's like a, I have not. It's like another, it's, it's literally another body horror movie to do with homeless people and something that happens in a very similar way it's just very different and very gross but it, it felt just like that but with the whole you know daniel stern uh john hurd thing yeah and we'll we'll get to the cast here in a second but uh Faye, when you saw this for the first time a couple of years ago what was kind of your idea going in did you think of it as it was going to be maybe either campier or and or on the other side kind of more intense than it was or did you just kind of go in completely blind i went in completely blind but i was hoping it would be more campy because it was in the 80s but yeah and with a name like chud it feels like it should fall into line with like toxic avenger and that kind yeah. of camp factor um which i sort of expected more of and for and we don't get that like I guess the sequel leans much more heavily in that direction, but the sequel also has basically nothing to do with this movie. It's just called Chud 2, Bud the Chud. And they're zombies. They're not even mutants. So I don't even know where to go with that. There's no actor crossover. There's no like there's nobody involved in the sequel that was involved in making this. They just had the name, I guess. Um But yeah, with a name like Chud, I just Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that the description for the second movie sounded a lot better than what I watched in the first movie. <laughs> like, you know, camp factor up to like. You know. Yeah, that's the thing, I think, with this movie for me. I didn't hate this at all, um, but I, there was a quote. Uh, that I read that cracked me up and it was in issue 32 of Fangoria, the producer, Andrew uh, Bonheim, Bonham referred to this film as quote, an expensive looking film and an expensive concept. It's a high quality kind of picture. And I'm, I'm reading that quote and I'm just thinking to myself, that is a producer really trying hard to sell his movie because this is none of those things. Like it doesn't look expensive and the concept is, is not that that expensive, really, when you think about it. Um, it's highbrow, but not expensive. It wants to be highbrow, though. That's the thing. Yes. Like it, like the movie's trying to be a really. It feels like it's trying to be a really scary, uh, cautionary tale. Like because this is the eighties, and the big the big thing in the eighties was like toxic waste, right? And and environmental issues. That's why you get Toxic Avenger. The Stuff um, was a was an '80s movie that had that same thing going on. We hadn't quite gotten to like having Captain Planet the cartoon yet, but we were moving in that direction. And oh, so, was 90s. <laughs> but like the '80s had a lot of this, especially in cities, because 
if I remember right, the Niagara Falls thing was right around this time. It was like 82, 83, I think, where they found a bunch of toxic waste had been dumped under a city uh, in near Niagara Falls, New York. So, like, it was a big thing at the time. And I feel like this movie wanted to sort of be that kind of commentary on that and do, you know, do a social commentary wrapped up in a horror film and be like a legit horror film. But then they named it Chud, which nobody's going to take seriously at all. And it sort of felt like it didn't have a budget to really go hard with like being super serious. I feel like this would have been served better if they had put a little more humor into it, especially when they decided late in the game to add the monster uh, suits. Cause those were not, uh, those were kind of done. Like they don't look particularly spectacular. They're not terrible by any stretch, um, but they, they look a little bit rushed. I've seen much, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Like, yeah no, I've seen. I've seen worse. Yeah. Some. Some. Some of that stuff was like okay. They did a lot of that. Uh, didn't show you anything, mm-hmm. so that you know, they didn't have to show you anything bad. So a lot of stuff happened off screen. You know. Which can work, as we've discussed. We, the four of us, have discussed that a lot before. That can it, work a lot, but it can but it just it it really didn't not enough i'm not saying it's a bad movie it wasn't a bad movie (laughs) no but i I also feel like okay so the cast of this movie is actually a lot better than i was anticipating it being given that i had i knew nothing about it going into it and you see like john hurt as george cooper i love john hurt john hurt is great uh you know whether it was as um, Peter McAllister in Home Alone uh, or a bunch of other things that he's done, he's always good. Here, he didn't feel like he fit this movie, if that makes any sense. Like, it felt like you had a really good stage actor in this movie that should have been full of cheese in the mid-'80s, something a lot closer to, like, a chopping mall, right? Go lean a little bit more in that direction but they they wanted it to be serious so they cast john hurd and he's not bad at all but he just doesn't feel like he fits in the movie he didn't i think also either (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think too there i have some issues with like the character itself just being in the movie george felt like he didn't need to be there like you could have taken that character out of the movie and reworked parts of him into another character and you'd have been fine. But he just, I don't know. It, it was strange. I'll, I'll kind of get to what I mean on that after we talk a little bit more about some of the cast members. Cause the other one, Daniel Stern, he felt like he understood the assignment for this yeah. movie. <laughs> and he was yeah. having fun as AJ, the Reverend Shepherd, which is a great name. That's a great character name. And he's running a soup kitchen and he just looks, he's he, like every shirt he has is, covered in sweat stains and he's like greasy and there's just this this whole movie had this layer of film over it like everything feels like it's just like you don't want to touch it because you're just going to have to go wash your hands immediately which is sort of a thing they were doing with new york at this time like 70s and 80s new york always seemed to have that greasy film over it everything's dirty everyone looks like they just got done rebuilding a car engine and their hands are covered in grease and dirt they didn't. <laughs> Some of them Everyone did. Everyone was maybe. like homeless and lived underground and stuff. 
it was a it would it was this the movie felt like something like trying to teach you that thing you know like oh this is what happens when the government doesn't care these are these Mm -hmm. are the people affected the homeless people and so like in that way it could have been a very serious movie but then there's like the added horror elements I don't know. It was just slightly. I think it's because scary enough. It wasn't campy enough. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Is it felt it landed somewhere in the middle, right? Uh, Chris Christopher Curry is Captain Bosch. Um, I don't recognize him from much else. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that that I can think of him in. Um, But he was fine. I didn't have a problem with him. I feel like between your three kind of main characters in John Hurd, Daniel Stern, and Chris Curry, we sort of could have combined two of them into one and just had two main characters to follow. Because it's only an hour and a half long movie and it still feels like there's too much to keep track of. Like, well, what's going on with George and his girlfriend and who's played by Kim Greist? Um, that was an hour and got, a half. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like longer. I'm telling you. It that it's the that pacing because you're bouncing back and forth like George doesn't need to be there. We could figure out some other way to have cuz I couldn't figure out his character his character's point. Like he was a fashion photographer who decided he was done with fashion photography and wanted to do something more, you know, more real and more important. So he was like trying to do this other sort of jur- photojournalism, I think, yeah. but his girlfriend wants to be a model and they still want to make money and actually live in New York. Um, but we have this whole thing where like he, he did some, he shot photos for some article about the underground people, I guess, but then he needs to shoot more of them. I don't know. It was very, I was very confused by just his character in general. Um, but I feel like you could have combined some of the stuff he had with Daniel Stern with the Reverend, maybe not the photography end of it, but just the, the knowledge of the underground, because I kind of liked having that character there, the, this idea that, you know, you've got somebody who's trying to help him out and he's running the soup kitchen and he's the one calling the police being like, I got a dozen of my regulars that just stop showing up. And it's only the ones that live underground. He's a little bit conspiracy theory. Right, he's a little bit tinfoil hat, which I thought was, you know, it, it. What I liked was it didn't. It never went too far in that direction either. He had obvious reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, and his his conspiracies were right. <laughs> yeah, in this case, his conspiracies weren't theories; they were real. Um, yeah, he was um, my favorite character. Oh, by, by far. By far. Oh. Um, yeah. When you get yeah. to him, I'll tell you who my favorite character is. <laughs> um, the uh, the chief of police is played by Eddie Jones. He's a character actor I've seen in a lot of stuff before. Um, nothing jumps off the page uh, like as who I what I could think of him in, but like he was a guy you see in. He usually plays some sort of an authority figure. I feel like, um, but he was the chief of police. There were yeah. a couple of Can cameos. We just say chief O'Brien. I'm sorry. I could not think of anything else, but Chief O'Brien. I mean, I know, but this is three years before Chief O'Brien was on Star Trek. Yeah, I don't care. (laughs) Fair. Um, 
we had a couple of cameos from uh, from some people that we recognize. Uh, JC Quinn, oh, yeah. we just watched last week. He was Murph in this. He was the uh, the guy at the truck stop who sprays diesel fuel in his eyes. So he's playing a very different character here. Um, and then Frankie Faison also has his uh, again. He's just showing up in everything. <laughs> That's two weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, for both of them. Then we had a uh, a young a young Sam McMurray was Officer Crespi. He was the one who the bag lady tried to take the gun off of, which was a great scene. Um, but he, I, he's another one, character actor. You've seen in a lot of stuff. Sam McMurray. He was on the Tracy um, Ullman show back in the day. That's right. He was. Yeah. That was a show I didn't get to watch a lot of because it was on, was it HBO or Showtime or one of those cable channels and i didn't Lifetime? have it i don't remember anymore it was a very long time ago i wasn't alive um, then either right of course not um did anyone notice patricia richardson in the background of the photo shoot no aka uh tim allen's uh wife on um home improvement oh she was no she was the one sitting in the red suit she was sitting down behind where John Hurd was was photographing like she was part of the the set basically um uh, I no. didn't even notice that she was there until I was watching it a second time um going through looking for some some audio or anything that I might want to capture and just get one last brush through it and I'm like wait a minute hold on and then I look at the cast list and I'm like Patricia Richardson what do you know That's she has no speaking lines we did that Christmas Evil movie on on Gore, and she was in that, and I barely recognized her in that movie in the right. earlier '80s. Yeah. Um, the opening of the movie with the woman walking down the street. <laughs> so it's a fun way to open a movie, but it's a movie opening because there's no way there would ever be a street that empty in New York City. Like also, yeah. yeah. very clean street. Mm-hmm. Yet the next morning, apparently, it's dirty as hell. Uh, yeah. To know what happened in between. That's when all the people came out, was after That's she got happens. attacked. Um, she was played by Lori Matos, who uh, she was, her character was um, Captain Bosch's wife. But she was, she actually is married to Daniel Stern. It was Daniel Stern's wife uh, who played the, the character. So he let her die. Kind of he did. I mean, at least this movie gave you a reason why there's a one shoe by the sewers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now we know. If you're ever walking by a manhole cover and there's one shoe there, Chud's got Thanks it. for the nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we did get a cameo from a young John Goodman. Yay, my favorite character. Actually, it was John Goodman and Jay Thomas, um, who another character actor you've seen in, in things. This was Jay Thomas's uh, film debut, and Aww. young John Goodman, and they're they're just there to be dopey cops coming into a diner, hitting on the waitress before it gets attacked. All hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah, uh, but oh, I thought that was cool. Could have been a love story. It could have been. He could have he could have uh, dated the the waitress. But yeah, I, I thought that was cool. I didn't realize he was in it until I think. No, I didn't realize it until he showed up on screen. I'm like John Goodman. Okay. Yeah. When I was rewatching it recently and we got to that scene, I went, 
I know that voice. <laughs> He's so <Dan>? young. <laughs> In, you know, certain actors just have a presence about them early on. And Goodman is one of those. Like you see him here and you immediately know this guy's going to have a career. You know, whether or not you think it's going to be as good a career as he did end up having, he's got he's got a presence about him that you just want to see him on screen more. So that was cool like, to see. Uh, dude is as old as he is now. He's on two shows. Well, yeah. technically one show now, but because that the Connors just get, got canceled. But that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's been doing it for a long time and he's still still got it. He's great. Uh, so it was cool to see him just with all that hair too. You know, he had a big <laughs> mop of hair. Uh, um, but yeah, like it, it's there's people in this. Kim Greist, who plays uh, Lauren, um, I know her from Brazil. Uh, she plays the love interest to the character Sam in Brazil. So that's about the only thing I ever think of her in. Um, so seeing her in this with that very 80s hair that she had. That kind of wavy, crimpy hair. It's the eighties. It was uh, it was pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, what did you think of the music in this? Uh, start with um, Wicked. Um, it it was reminiscent of something long ago forgotten, and <laughs> slightly irritating, I guess. Because there were parts of it like. It felt very of the decade, right? It felt like 80s music is very yeah. synth heavy. Um, I actually like the music in this, uh, but I think it's because it somewhat reminds me of like kind of John Carpenter type music. It feels like it's it's not John Carpenter. It's not as good as a John Carpenter score to me, but it feels like it's somebody kind of emulating that idea and doing real synth heavy with, with stuff. Um, I kind of enjoyed it. No one else? I don't even remember, remember the music. And I just watched <laughs> it a couple, a couple of days ago. All right. That's fair. I mean, that intro sound kept reminding me of some TV show intro, and I can't remember which yeah. one. We could. We I couldn't keep get thinking it. Baywatch, but I might be wrong. Okay. All right. <laughs> so it's interesting you say that. I'm going to give you a name, and you tell me what you think Top Gun. It reminded me okay. of the very beginnings of the music that plays at the beginning of Top Gun. Like they sampled a second of that and then used it. That's what it was reminding me of when I was watching it. But this is before Top Gun, right? It was right about the same thinking. time. Top Gun was like 85. Oh, I thought that so, was 86. 85, was 86. So it's close. And I'm not saying they did sample Top Gun. I said yeah, it, yeah. it just felt no, like they, they did. They stole like, Chief O'Brien, so time doesn't matter in this movie. <laughs> that's true. You can just kind of go with whatever you want. Um, Chief O'Brien. I just, I liked the the overall, again, it's not a bad movie. It just feels like they should have picked a direction. Like if they'd had the budget to make it, make the monsters look scarier. I think it could have been a very effective, scary, like truly creepy, scary movie. But they didn't have that budget, so they really needed to lean into more of the silliness of like the underground, you know, goofy looking monster that they ended up with. 
I, I give you I give you my example here is that it is uh it reminded me of Extro, but if Extro had like turned the dial down a lot <laughs> instead of going like full blast with the bananasness of it. Um because it was like kind of like the same thing. Like both creatures were creepy looking, weird and, and that kind of thing. Um but this was just more like a serious movie. Like that's a pretty good comparison, actually, because I think Extra was trying to be a, pr- a fairly serious movie. It didn't didn't necessarily want to be campy, at least the first one. Yeah, um, but they were doing drugs, remember? <laughs> like, that no, that's true. Lots of drugs. There were copious <laughs> amounts of drugs done. Um, but I, I do feel like because the director of this um, was a man named Douglas Cheek, and. Uh, he has directed exactly nothing since this. This is like the only movie he ever directed. He was an editor. Is he still alive? And um, his last credit I can see is he edited a movie called Claustrophobia in 2011. So if he is, he's retired. Mm. Or he's um, abiding his time. Yeah, he's waiting. But uh, as far as a director goes, he he had... Uh, a TV series called Vegetable Soup he did an episode of in 1975. He directed this movie, and he directed a um, documentary TV movie called Empires, Peter and Paul and the Christian Revolution. And that's it. Those are, his, those are his directorial credits. So, And the, the writer of this, too, was um, uh, Parnell Hall, who has also not written anything since this movie came out. So it's kind of kind of telling a little bit. Um, he wrote Chud, and he acted in... He was Judson. I don't even remember that character. Must have been one of the homeless people, maybe? I don't remember. I don't even remember a name uh, of Judson. And then he was... Uh, in a movie the next year as an actor, but that's it. Those are his only credits on IMDb are those two movies. So when you have a writer and a director who neither of which have worked basically since then in that capacity, it's not a great sign that your movie is well taken care of. And it's kind of surprising that it looks as good as it does in some ways, but that's where I think that tone issue is like they didn't, because like Daniel Stern, while he wasn't quite like full bore crazy Daniel Stern yet, he was still early in his career. He could have really played that up, I think, a lot more. Um, I do think you could have gone like cheesier, campier with like the over the top villain. Because the the bad guy, the Mister, is it Wilson or whatever, the the leader of the uh, the big corporate bad guy, like he's just straight up, I'm a bad guy, and I'm going to do whatever. Because they find out. That's the thing, right? That's the big twist is you find out that the Chuds aren't even the real menace. The real menace was the fact that they were disposing of nuclear or of uh, toxic waste in the sewers of New York. And this was all a cover up. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're we're, now we're in the middle of a cover up of all of it. Um, It's like, okay, I mean, that's that's could make for an interesting and intriguing movie. Um or you can I go said, full camp on it. Go ahead. Sorry. I said the dude with the with the Hitler mustache, or the almost near to that. He was the mayor from Jaws. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. He kind of was. You're not he wrong. Absolutely was. Um, and that mustache needed to be shaved. I'm sorry. Yes. There were also, a this lot was of mustaches to be shaved yes, in this movie. This was a movie of mustaches of epic proportions. <laughs> ranging it was in size. 84, right? The mustache was pretty pretty big back then. Like it was a it was a popular thing. Kind of like it is now, yeah, just, actually. I'm I'm noticing a lot more of those. But still that, that one guy right. with the mustache. Oh no, that one was bad. That was really bad. Um, there was like what was it? Who was it that had the like you said, <laughs> Dred? You said something about the the one dude having the bigger mustache, so you know he's the he's the boss. Yes, was the higher the, in the rank you are, you was go. Was the captain? Uh, I think the real like boss was the guy at, when they found uh, his wife's uh, body. Yes, that guy dogs. had a mustache. <laughs> yeah, that one was like yeah. Yosemite I'm only Sam. In this one scene, but hey. <laughs> Look at this lip ferret. Can I, can I just say how awesome that scene was? They just let, let him go see the body and then someone randomly is like, oh my God, that's his wife. And then he <laughs> just realizes it after they say it. It's like, yep. <gasps> I know. That was, <laughs> that felt like a scene that was conceptualized and they're like, all right, we got to work this in somehow. Like we, we made the mold of his, like we killed his wife. We killed the character at the beginning of the movie and we made the mold of her head. We got to use it somewhere. Uh, just throw it in here. It's fine. Um, all right. So how about the effects? Uh, Faye, I'll start with you. What did you think of like the overall kind of both the monster effects and the gore effects? Because there's a few of them in there. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty typical 80s fairy effects for the practical effects. I didn't think they were horrible. Yeah, Wicked, how about you? Um, I particularly liked um, the head that they made uh, with the the dude with the headphones, they had to take the headphones off of him. Like mm -hmm. I thought, the head looked really real. Maybe it was actually the guy, and the neck part was just the makeup. But if it <laughs> wasn't, sure. that was the most realistic head I've ever seen. Maybe they actually killed that guy. I'm just saying, it looked good <laughs> enough. They, like for he real, was dedicated go back and look to at his that. craft. <laughs> I mean, that's why like, these people only have one entry in and only one credit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you died, yeah. if you died in the movie, you died in real life. Oh, I like that. Oh dear. Dread, how about you? What'd you what do you think of the uh effects? I like the effects. Uh everything they showed looked good enough to me. Uh the mm -hmm. monster even looked good to me. I mean it was top See, top, but it looked okay. Yeah. And that's why it's was sad were, that they didn't show more. But you know. Yeah, they were they didn't know what toxic waste actually did to people after long contact. So they were guessing. I mean, it did look kind of like Toxie. A little. Well, they didn't know what that creature was going to look like when they started <laughs> shooting the movie. Like <laughs> the early, the, they didn't come up with, because uh, there was early concept art that they were a little, they looked a little more animalistic than they do. And then when they started making the movie, it was going to be less of a, full mutation like that and more like when he finds as it victor i think or vincent or whatever the the guy oh, yeah. with the the hurt but, leg yeah. was when yeah when he finds him where his teeth are sharpened a little bit and there's just a little bit of makeup on him that was going to be what the chuds were going to look like but then they decided no 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 we need to have something more and so they did the creature effect with the glowing eyes which is why like i don't mind i think the design is kind of cool 
and it's yeah. it's a fairly yeah. unique looking design. I wish they had had a little more time, a little more money to develop it, and um, you know, then like, then it would have I think worked better. That that part I was fine with. Like uh, I'm telling you, it's it probably like the first hour of the movie was just kind of it was kind of, um, and I say this delicately, it was a little bit of a slog until we got to that one pinnacle moment, and then it was just it was it was more of what I wanted for mm-hmm. more of the movie, you know, with yeah, the and it. Chud. Yeah, and again, what I'm saying, like you can cut George and his girlfriend kind of out, and give a lot of that stuff to another character and streamline the pacing a little bit and keep things moving because you would get Captain Bosch and the Reverend would be making some progress, and then suddenly we had to cut back to see what was going on with George or to see what was going on with Lauren at the at the apartment where she's getting attacked. Uh, after taking a shower and the weird random scene where something's stuck in the drain that she takes a coat hanger at, and then it just sprays blood everywhere for reasons. It was one of them looking up at her. But then was that what it was supposed to be? Yeah. I did not really get that. That's the only thing I can think of. (laughs) They cut away from that. Yeah. Yeah, And then when it comes back, she's fine. They cut away, they come back, and she's perfectly fine, and there's no blood anywhere anymore. So well, it was a really weird scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, she cleaned all the blood. Yeah, it's all fine now. We're fine. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, you're, you're not wrong, and the first hour of this is a bit of a slog. Like, it could have, for an hour and a half long movie, uh, it takes way too long to get going. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't mind a good slow burn, but you got to have something going on to keep the pacing moving. And this didn't have that. It's funny that uh, the first hour is like, uh, like that. So you would think the next half hour is better. But one thing I noticed they started doing in this last half hour is repeat sentences. (laughs) The dialogue was to each other. And one person says a thing and the other just repeats it in a little different Mm -hmm. word. He basically yeah. just confirms. And they kept doing that for a while. I'm like, Jesus Christ, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, had out the movie. Uh, I mean, sure. You know, they, they didn't have that last half hour. I also love dumb stuff like uh, uh, bad guy telling his, his cronies, go seal the uh, manholes. And their, their, their way of sealing the manhole cover is just to park a truck on it. Like that doesn't I mean it works. You can't open it, but it doesn't seal it. Yeah. Um, but that just I'm like, what is that? Okay. Um I did appreciate, I will say this, and I had a note about this. I did appreciate the chud that attacked Lauren in the in the apartment, stretching his neck out so it was much easier for her to cut its head off. Yeah. I appreciated him doing yeah. that. That's that was actually kind of a note that I made as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice of you. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's like, we, go ahead and they, try. They can, they can continue to change. Okay. Yeah. They <laughs> keep it's mutating. Like those... it's, it's, it's like the thing. <laughs> it's like those guys who insist that you punch them in the stomach as hard as you can. It's like, yeah. you, you got a knife? Show me what you can do. Here, I'll make my neck a little bit longer for you. I can see you're having trouble swinging there. And I'll let me just... <laughs> a little bit more? Okay. And now I'm gonna numb you in the leg, and yeah, I love the head. Any thing in the story anymore afterwards? 
Nope, it's fine. Completely <laughs> ignore all of that. She's not going to turn into a yeah. mutant because she got bit on the ankle. Is so? Is that what what what, what was we figured out that 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 biting transfers it as well? I, mean, I have no idea. That's kind of what they were do, saying with Victor. Yeah. That's what I that, got it, from that. That's why. confusing. Because he was yeah. down there too, so he could have been infected nah. by the radiation but and whatnot. Th that's why what Travis said about the sequel when they're apparently zombies, ah, that's kind of fitting because that's what I figured here. You get bit by one, you turn into one. So that's kind of... Yeah. That's not all zombies. Right, but if you've seen the stills or seen Bud or Chud too, they don't even look the same. Like they look like your standard gaunt, you know, pale oh. zombies. They don't they're not mutated That's at all. Dumb. It I is dumb. I didn't see any of the stills. I just saw like cuz it has like the greatest like poster of the little Bud the Chud in the back of the truck bed like with a little hand out and little eyes peeking under the the little whatever that cover is called that people put in their truck. Tunnel yeah. cover. Yeah. So it's uh, it's just cute. I haven't I, seen I, that I, one. I, but... I, I would love to see more with Chud. That's all I'm saying. I honestly, I think a uh, a remake of this could be worthwhile. Like, I don't need and necessarily want remakes of like the classics. We've we've talked about that a lot, the four of us, with things like. Um, uh, Friday the 13th, the Halloween remakes, um, the remake that we don't talk about because Dread will get upset if I mention the remake <laughs> of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, oh, they're making a the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> 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 but the thing with those, like, I understand from a business standpoint why studios want to remake them, right? There's a built-in audience. They already know what it is. But this is a movie that actually deserves a good remake. Get somebody who is going to take because the concept is kind of cool like i i like the concept it's a it's a horror movie version of the teenage mutant ninja turtles right <laughs> like tmnt because yeah. that was another thing from the mid 80s with toxic waste in the sewers it was a big thing toxic waste and so take that and run with it in a scarier direction and i could see either doing like a tongue-in-cheek campy remake or going for a full-on like hardcore scary remake it's just with a name like chud it's kind of hard to make it super scary and people yeah. take with it with a seriously. name like chud <laughs> it's gotta <laughs> be good prefer a, a tongue-in-cheek campy yes remake it has to be ham it up but i think i think you could do that you could give it it doesn't have to have a huge budget but if you've got enough time to develop the the, the costumes and all of that i think it could work really really well and you get because this this did attain cult classic status. There's a lot of people that do like Chud and talk about it quite a bit. That's, I mean, we all heard about it for years before we ever saw it. So it's one of those that could have, uh, you could get filmmakers that really enjoy this material and want to make that. And I think it could be a lot of fun. Um, so this is one of those few times where I'm like, no, I really want a remake of this. Um, because I'm with you. I like the idea of kind of continuing it on and doing more with this. Because um, I think it's a it's a cool idea. It just, mm -hmm. the execution of it wasn't great. All right. I, can, I get to my, can I get to my favorite character? Cause Absolutely. Just, Please do. All right. So, uh, dude in the red shirt <laughs> walks up to Daniel Stern, going to the phone, takes the dime away from him. 
and <laughs> swallows it. It eats it. And then they just stare at each other like they're gonna kiss for like a minute. Like Yeah. Who, who, who was that guy? He was so he was one of the ones that was under the take for yeah. for the yeah. corporate guy and he, he was trying to be a big tough man. I'm gonna take out and do anything you want against you. Yeah. He was also uh, in in the deleted scene uh that I don't know why they cut it but uh when he was pooping out the dime and uh, <laughs> Travis missed <laughs> with all the little sounds. And you just hear like a splat no, and then a ting. <laughs> no. Like a spittoon. No. You know that what he reminded exist. me of? Travis. He reminded me of David Caruso's character from Hudson Hawk. Like didn't speak. Yes. Just had that weird face. <laughs> Yes, That's he was. <laughs> see, there again, like lean into that. Give us more of that kind of the cover up aspect of things too. There's all that you can explore and have a lot of fun with, and it can be super campy, like because it's like he takes, <laughs> he just hangs up the payphone, grabs the you know the coin out of it, and just puts it right in his mouth, and I'm like, oh, you know where that coin has been? <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine that in this day and age? Like this is '84, but like now. I wouldn't even I I would have to put a glove on before I put my finger in my mouth, you know, like I mean ugh. like Daniel Stern's character just held that coin and he has just this this thin sheen of sweat and dirt on him at all times. Mm. Like everyone in this movie was sweaty constantly. Oh yeah. Yes. That that one cop mm. had like one sweaty armpit. <laughs> Only one. Well, it's New York. I mean, which yeah, only one? It's like how? <laughs> he he the had deodorant McMurray? on one. He only ah, had deodorant. He ran one, out. One under pit. Yep. He was he was <laughs> running late that morning, and thought he got both pits, but he only got the one. So it's just the one. But like that was the thing I noticed with Daniel Stern, just kind of like sweat stains on everything he wore, and yep. it's just ugh, everybody was greasy and grimy. So yeah, that mm -hmm. coin was nasty. And that dude just put it in. And then he basically does that. And then that character also kills the uh, my favorite character in the movie, which was Val. The homeless guy that had been living underground and then wasn't. That Daniel Stern takes um, the captain over to. And the guy just speaks in like metaphors and quote, quoting scriptures or whatever. That uh, guy. The, the cuckoo bananas guy? Yes. He was somebody we needed more of. Because he was fascinating he just was nuts uh immediately calling them gog and magog and then he's like quoting all this scripture and he pulls out a giant knife out of nowhere <laughs> and nearly stabs him in the hand like i just love that that guy was having fun he was going for it and ham yes unfortunately he gets killed by your favorite character uh before they're sealed into the the underground. I'm sorry, my well, character killed your character, Travis. Well, you know well, it happens, but it made me sad. Well, my favorite character didn't kill anyone. Uh, no. It was actually the female cop who mastered eye rolling. Oh my god, <laughs> she, she was she was, she was great. Oh, uh, so Officer Sanderson, I think, or something like that. She was amazing. Yeah. Ah. Even on the, when even walks. when she radios him, it sounds like she's rolling her eyes. She's like, yep. "Do you yes. know what that means?" <laughs> like, okay. 
God, I can hear your eyes rolling from here. He was great, or she was great, rather. Um, the other cop that he talks to in the beginning, um, for like I thought was going to be somehow more important in the movie, and you just never see him again because he he hands him the case, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah," but I'm already working on the Sunday one. like, "Just just call that a missing persons case." He's like, "Well, yeah, but but Captain," and he's like, "Just do what you're told." And I thought, oh. like, I thought for some reason he was going to show up again later or be somewhat important. Nope. That's it. That's he was there my, for one day. Uh, that's where Most my bigger mustache wins uh, theory came from. He had mm. a smaller mustache, so he had to suck it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It only big mustaches now. That's it. You have to have a bigger mustache. That's that's the hierarchy. We've established that, and it is now canon. Um, I did capture a couple of clips. There weren't a ton. Because, again, the movie's not super campy, so there's not, like, a lot of... We don't have a uh, Wanda from Maximum Overdrive in this movie, right? There is nobody going... Like, even Crazy Dude didn't go that far. Um, yeah. And there's, But there's not a lot of, like, campy... There was one I didn't get, and it's John Hurd had some quip, I think, when he runs into Daniel Stern, or when Daniel Stern knocks out the bag lady he says something and i was like that that's as close as we got to like an 80s quip in the whole movie but did I you rob I my house and harass my son <laughs> um but a lot of it's john hurd that i captured actually because he was just in the beginning of the movie he was just a motor mouth um this is him uh enjoying being a photographer Ooh, what style? What content? Oh, what art? Oh, my God, I love this profession. Tony, give me two more stops on that back light. That's so I, funny because you just reminded me that in Extra, that dude was also a photographer and he had that weird line <laughs> about the sandwich eating and she couldn't eat her sandwich <laughs> and smiling right. with her feet or whatever. That's yeah. so weird. Huh. And then uh, I, and see, I wouldn't have made the connection between this movie and Extra until you mentioned it, but now. Our main our main characters are photographers in both. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> um, I feel like they gave John Hurd a script without any punctuation in it, though, because he had that line, and then he had uh, this one where he's so right after that, his girlfriend gets up, she puts on a robe, and there, she's trying to calm him down and be like, "Look." this is a big deal for me and we need, you know, to make money and all this. And he's all upset because it's a perfume ad. And then he says this, and you tell me this isn't from a script that has no punctuation because he barely breathes for this. These people are using your body and draping it with the carcass of some helpless little field mouse to sell some worthless perfume, which probably smells like sheep dip. What are you shishing me for? They know it. They made it. They can smell. They know what's in it. And they know what it takes to sell it. Stop it. Like, and breathe. 19, this is like 1940s talk. Hey, see, you know when they talk like 40 miles an hour. That's and that's that's like. kind of where I get like the you know st stage actor coming onto a movie. He's doing this thing. They give him the script, and he's just like, all right, and he goes for it. But it's like, dude, breathe. Somewhere in there, take take a moment, put a pause in there. But there, there's nothing there that says to, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> I ain't got no courage to come in this guy. script. Our, our bad guy had a similar thing where he, he had just the line and he didn't know why he was saying it, I think, because he was like, <laughs> and now we're going to do it my way. Like, my way. Don't you mean my, my way? way? 
<laughs> you know, emphasize the my okay. there, not not the maybe, way. Uh, the my. <laughs> maybe uh, director uh, Cheeks was a Clint Eastwood style director and said, "We only do one take, and that's it." Oh, because because I mean, Eastwood is famous for only doing a single take. I don't know if you ever like Matt Damon. I remember seeing an interview with him. Somebody mentioned that, and he was talking about doing uh, the movie Invictus, where Matt Damon is playing a South African character. And he's talking about how hard the South African accent can be to do if you're not familiar with it, because it's like the opposite of how Americans speak English. And he does his first take with Eastwood, and Eastwood's like, all right, cut, print, check the gate. He goes, you, sh you, you sure, boss? You don't want to do like another take or anything? And, and Eastwood just leans in and goes, what, you want to waste everyone else's time? You know what? Never mind. No, one take's good. We can move on. <laughs> like, maybe that's what we got here. So that's why you get my way instead my of my way. Did you we capture have no my notes. favorite quote? Uh, I don't know yet. Um, this was one that uh, out of context can sound really, really horrible. Oh. And it's a horror movie. So without the context, I'll play it. And then obviously we'll know what it is. But uh, this is, here you go. Why? Because today I'm going to shoot Lauren. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love that Thing, one. Things your photographer can say that no one else can. Yep. Um, um, so yeah, there was that. Uh, the creature. Um, I don't remember what I had for creature. So here we go. On each side of the throne, there are four living creatures filled with eyes in front and behind. That. That was my favorite character. He was just crazy. Just yelling random stuff. Um, then the last one I got. Okay. All right. You're, you're, you're planning a cover-up. Okay. You, you've been dumping toxic waste in the sewers, right? Mm -hmm. now, you're, now you're covering all that up. And in doing so, you're going to use trucks. And your trucks have a fatal flaw to them. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to this. Now remember, those trucks are rigged to explode on impact from below, so watch the potholes. Why? <sighs> Why would you rig the trucks to explode on impact from below when your problem is below? Your problem no, is like underground. Hey, the these trucks, uh, watch out for the potholes. Now go cover up those potholes. Exactly. Ah, okay. That was so, just so we could justify the truck exploding at the end of the movie. That's the only. That's the only reason you would put that in there. Can Can I read you the dialogue of us watching this movie? Yes, right? please. It goes By like this. Do. They shoot. They shoot through the glass. Hit the guy with the gun. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. And the car. Like. And I'm like, oh, hey, it didn't explode. And then Dread goes yet. <laughs> and then boom <laughs> and i laughed so hard <laughs> it's so perfect it was the it's funniest just... thing I've ever seen. i heard that line and i'm like why would you rig the trucks to explode when attack oh, no. when hit from underneath what were boom. you thinking because the chud would be coming up out of the sewers into the trucks and then explode and die Mm. That's the only thing I can well, no. that is the that only sense, redeeming thing I can give it for that type of yeah. Song. Okay, so <laughs> yes. that's a stretch. <laughs> it, is, it is a stretch, and I would give you that, except 
that they parked the truck so that the wheel was over the manhole cover, thus making it so the manhole cover couldn't move. So the chud's never going to get out of there to get into the truck in the first place. So they kind of negated their own. Maybe. Well, it was a backup. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> there's base. like a small plot hole in this movie. Small plot holes? One. I mean, that could Just be. a tiny one. Small I, plot I could hole. be. I could be thinking about it a lot more than they did, um, which is what I'm thinking maybe <laughs> happened. Look, you want to know? Maybe they just wanted a vehicle to blow up on screen. <laughs> of course, it's the '80s. That's all that happens. Look, yeah, the exactly. beginning. So you're watching it. I'm trying. I'm like, it's okay. It's kind of okay. It's kind of a slog. Then it starts to get better, and then we get to the ending, and that's where you lost me again. <laughs> Because I couldn't yeah. find it. Like a flashlight in the dark. I don't know where I was well, going. Well, but again, like the, the movie didn't know what it wanted to be. And so then we get that, we get the scene of the diner getting attacked. And we only see part of that. And then it's the aftermath of it. And so now the public knows because there's this big thing. But then the movie was kind of like, oh man, how are we going to finish this? I don't know. Uh, blow up a truck. Brilliant. And that's what they did. And and then just fade to black. Like that's all you need. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's one guy who said, like, should we not end the story? And there's one <laughs> But we blew up a truck. What more can we do? Smoking grass. Right, exactly. What what more can you do? Yeah. I mean, I think they were trying to imply that because of all the gas that was in there built up that it ignited with the truck. And there okay. was a it Blew everything up down below. Here, here's my other thing. How, how does gas stay down there? That's not how underground works. Shh. It doesn't see it. They, they covered <laughs> up. They, they, they covered up all the manholes. You yeah, see, they parked yeah, gas over the can oh, seal yes. everything. That's how you see it. Because there's no vents or anything in New York. You're right. I'm nope, sorry. None at all. I I'm going to agree with face uh, thing there, uh, but I'm going to raise you to question. If the okay. gas exploded the truck even more and the sewers are all full of gas, why didn't the entire city explode? Exactly. Because mm -hmm. oh, because it was just the right amount of concentration of gas oh, not to do oh, yeah. that. Oh, right. It was only for that one area, that small area. And of course, no, we know but we're supposed works. to. If there's an explosion in a sewer, we're supposed to see manhole covers fly out into the air. But they can't do that because there's vehicles parked on top of them. But so the they would explode <laughs> all the vehicles. Should be more yeah. exploded trucks. We only got one. <laughs> we were we were cheated out of more explosions. Is basically what we're getting to here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, all of the trucks were rigged to blow from below. So when the when the gas exploded and pushed up the man cover, it lifted it and made the cars explode. Why didn't you get that Perfect. scene? Well, maybe you know it happened. We're putting it in the remake. They faded to black, and uh, they were like, "Oh, sh oh, we faded to black. We can't um, unfade to black." I'm sorry, yeah. I can't figure out where the joke is, but somewhere between rigged to blow from below and through the manhole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's in there. <sighs> no, I think I think we can all agree. This is a movie that that belongs back in the '80s. It can stay there. I think it doesn't have to. Uh, but I want a oh. remake of this. I want a. I want like because we're getting we're getting a remake of the Toxic Avenger, right? 
Uh, yep. We've we've seen that trailer. That looks really cool. Why can't we get a remake of Chud but, in the same vein? But Travis, apparently, as Monica told me, this movie, this version of the 80s, won an actual award at the what? Brussels Fantasy Expo, whatever it was. Oh, look at as that. best fantasy movie yes of I'm glad that you remembered time it. it won best fantasy film at brussels international festival of fantasy film in 1985 citation needed so otherwise you know the biff it's the biff the biff can, can you please biff. tell them what what you responded when I told you that, by the way? What was your first response? I don't know anymore. I, I <laughs> plead uh, the fifth. You don't Did remember you... or you actually plead the fifth? He remembers. I plead. <laughs> what was it? You remember. Tell us. He said... <laughs> he said... One of you. Man, we really don't have taste. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because well, this movie then. came out in 1984. I'm pretty sure there are some fantasy movies. And hell, is this even a fantasy movie? Come on now. Well, it is horror, horror is dark fantasy. <laughs> yeah. It fits. Well, 84 had quite a lot of movies. That are uh, wasn't Gremlin 1984? Among others. Yeah, Gremlins and A Nightmare on Elm Street both came out in 1984. So I, yeah. I think what we want to see is what else was up against this. Right. And what else was up I for don't know a how we figure that out. award? Uh, I have no idea. I don't think we can find the... Uh, it's just the winners. It doesn't have the nominees. I can't find that. <laughs> <clears throat> but the Brussels International Fantasy Film Festival Award winner, Chud... Um, I just I I would like to see a, a modern remake of this. Really lean into the silly nature of Chud in general. And not yeah. I don't want it to be a parody. I don't want it to go that far, but I want there to be a camp factor to it. And I think that could be a lot of fun. I think you could really make something cool with this. Whether you said it in New York or not, I don't know. I think New York's kind of New York lends itself to that with those sewers and stuff that we Yeah. Have. It's just yeah. kind of... Yeah, it's hard to film there, but... Sewers. <laughs> also, can we have uh, Chud versus Jason? In the sewers of Manhattan. Yes, thank you. Perfect. Chud, that's how you bring it. it back. You do that first. You get the fans excited for it. And then you can make a proper remake. There you go. I like Cut it. Cut and print. Definitely. Well, this was fun, though. I mean, I, I like to get some some different goofy movies. And we've talked, we've watched things like Chopping Mall. We've watched, that's the one that comes to mind as like the kind of low budget campy thing that we've done on this show. Um, but I like finding movies like this every once in a while. And sometimes you find sort of a, a diamond in the rough. This one's a little more rough, a little less diamond. Um but we did get Daniel Stern, and I do like him. He was fun. Mm -hmm. He saved it for me in a lot of ways. Um, because he he has a look about him, especially in this movie, with the hair and everything, too, oh my God. that is a little campy without him trying to be. So I think that that works, too. 
Love Daniel um, Stern. Yeah, he's great. A lot of Home Alone connections in this. Him and John Hurd, both in Home Alone. Yeah. In both. And, uh, yeah. Well, and then we had, you know, obviously we mentioned uh, J.C. Fields and uh, Frankie Faison from last week showing up in this movie tonight. So we got a little Stephen King connection going on. Uh, a lot of stuff. But no, this was this was fun. I, I had I had fun watching the movie overall for as much of a slog as it could be. I think watching it for this to talk about it was was fun. I'm glad that I got to see it finally. And I can say, oh, yes, yeah. I have seen Chud. At some point, I will see Chud to Bud the Chud just to say it, say that I've seen yeah. that because oh, that's we'll a fun you. title. to say. <laughs> it's but it sounds do. like uh, I mean, Wicked, you you at least had fun watching the movie, right? Mostly. Yes. Partially. <laughs> like, was it was it worth want? Yes, I wanted to see it. It was it was a, a box checker, a check check box. My bo- boxes are checked, but okay. um, yeah. So I don't regret it, and I'll probably end up watching it again because I, that's what I do to myself. I watch movies like this. I mean, there are far worse movies out there. Oh that yeah, are, that that are unwatchable. This is not unwatchable. Yeah. It's not. Remember great. Valentine. Remember <laughs> Thanksgiving. We, we agreed not to ever talk about that. No, we I mean, didn't. I'll watch Valentine before I watch <laughs> Thanksgiving again. No, no, that, <laughs> well, yeah, we decided. Yeah, that's definitely true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, Faye, now that, that you've seen this a couple of times, uh, what do you think overall? I mean, it's it's decent. I mean, I, again, it'd be nice if there was more camp. Um, it's, it's a movie with a title that, as you've stated multiple times already, it leads into the camp. Let, let's go for it. Let's get some re-editing done. Let's, let's go. Um, or a remake with the, the more, more campiness. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I didn't begrudgingly watch it a second time, so... That's true. You didn't put up any kind of a fight when uh, when it was mentioned that we were going to watch this one. So uh, I did find this interesting, though. Um, Jordan Peele actually had this as an influence on him for making us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was going to say he, that he, for the next. <laughs> he even he even has it. Um, it's playing on a TV at the beginning of the movie. Us. You, yeah, you can also see the VHS cassette. Oh yeah, the the cassettes in like the background or something too. So, yep. I mean, it it at least had that level of influence, right? So that's kind of cool. There's yeah, that there. was right there. If you want to talk about a remake, like that is well, never mind. You haven't seen it, so I'm going to shut up mm-hmm. now. <laughs> but, the end. But yeah, uh, dread. How about you? You overall, do you mourn the time you spent watching uh, Chud, or are you at least semi happy? <laughs> with it oh that's fine it was (laughs) it was fine uh do i I want to rewatch it no i'm good yeah i changed my mind too i I think i changed my mind since i said that before i think i was just trying to be nice to the movie so it didn't (laughs) (laughs) so it doesn't get upset with you um yeah i mean of the two movies we've watched this month uh, for this show, Maximum Overdrive and this. I'm, I'll watch Maximum Overdrive again before Chud. Uh, oh, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. because <laughs> that movie, they understood what they were making there. And I feel like just tonally, Chud just needed to pick a lane and go with it. And it didn't quite. Well, it was like, we mentioned the makeup effects, and the makeup effects look great. 
but then there's not enough humor to to really play on the name and the kind of silly nature of it. I'm also, really the only humor... would... <laughs> go ahead. Really, the only humor we got was with the Reverend. Yeah. Also, what they did in Maximum Overdrive was kill the kid. And (laughs) here I was like, are they going to do it? Are we going to go for like uh, three movies that we've watched? Well, kind of together in a row. But they killed the doggy. (laughs) That that is also a streak we're on. There's a lot of movies lately. What have you done? That was sad. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Uh I wasn't happy about that at all. I thought it made it. No, no, that dog didn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, so that's Chud. Um, it's a uh, very, very mid-80s, low-budget um, environmental horror movie, I'm going to call it. Uh, but yeah. um, now next week, we're going to have some fun because we're going in basically the completely opposite end of the spectrum uh, with... Uh, I mentioned Jordan Peele. We're going to do Jordan Peele uh, with Get Out. We're gonna watch that one. Um, I haven't seen it before. I'm I'm watching it for the first time for this show. I think Wait, all three you of you have. Seen? Yes, I've that's seen the title of the show. Times. So but technically, I've... Dread just watched it not long ago, so he'll he'll be in a similar boat. Okay. Yes. A couple months boat. I do feel like this is gonna be kind of a very different movie experience from Chud. So. Oh, we'll one on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is going to continue our uh, our month of gore takeover on what you haven't seen. It's a whole lot of fun. Uh, Monica, let people know where they can find the gore podcast and listen to us, the four of us, talk about horror movies even more. Well, first of all, we have a lovely website, which I keep forgetting to mention, created by Bumby, and that's gorepodcast.com, where you can listen to the show, find links, find out what episodes we've done and just find everything out about us but you can also follow us on twitter and blue sky um at gore podcast and uh search for the show gore on your podcatcher of choice excellent yeah it's a lot of fun we have we have a good time with that twice a month we put new episodes out um and uh i like to say bi-monthly yeah Bi-monthly. Although technically uh, sometimes it comes out three times a month. <laughs> it does depend on the month. <laughs> every two depend. weeks. Every two weeks. But every two weeks we put out a new episode and it's a whole lot of fun. So if you like our conversations here, there's a little more structure over there. We do have uh, our list of the 13 uh, tropes, our favorite tropes and things in horror movies. Um, there's a, There would have been a few of them in here, uh, I think. Oh. But... I probably should have pointed some stuff out. There was no cat. There was no Volkswagen. No. There was lots. No, of there was a surprising, surprisingly small amount of vehicles for it being New York. <laughs> we don't have cars there. What are you talking about? It was a lot just, of empty streets. Is what I'm saying. Just, yes. just trucks rigged to blow from below. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and in the one scene, they had a lot of cabs, but I think it was the same cab just doing circles. Probably. Probably. Technically, and I, your favorite character was like Crazy Ralphish. Yeah. yeah. Very like oh, yeah, Doomsayery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of police cars. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if 
if you enjoy this uh, show, we do. I do record it uh, live on Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time, right here, twitch.tv slash TV's Travis. Um, and it comes out as a podcast every Wednesday. Uh, all your favorite podcatchers, including uh, YouTube, is a video podcast. Um, if you want to get it a few days earlier, you can do that by being a patron. There's also uh, access to special uh, levels of my patron uh, of my Discord server um, when you're when you become a patron, including monthly movie nights, which I am about to schedule October movie uh, catch up night where I go back through my back catalog and watch movies with my patrons. So definitely if you want to do that, you can go to patreoncom slash WYHS. Um, you can also find the links for all of that at tvstravis.com, another wonderful website made by Bombats because he's just the best. So until next week, we're coming back with uh, with Get Out. I can't wait. I've been It's been one that I've been wanting to see uh, for quite a while. So I'm glad I'm finally getting a chance to see it uh, and talk with the, the, four, the three of you about it. Um, so that we're coming, coming back for that. But for Wicked, for Dread, and for Faye. I am Travis, and I'd like to say to enjoy your movies and be excellent to each other. This has been a way you haven't seen. by the name of being alive and you are dead diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program <laughs>